0: Welcome to No Ordinary Love. This is episode one and we are super nervous.
1: (laughs) Really nervous.
0: (laughs) I'm Elaine. (laughs) And I'm Tricia. And this is our first podcast and this is our first episode and we're doing it.
1: We're definitely doing it. We are definitely doing it. So why are we starting this podcast? Well, I think we're at a time in our life where we are pretty much living our true self and ready to tell our stories. We both have very interesting stories as individuals, as well as together as a couple. Yes. And
0: it's been quite a journey and we are at a point in life where we're beginning to really recognize that journey and look back on that journey and really honor it and celebrate it. Um, and that's really something that we want to do for ourselves as a couple, because we we have been through a lot, we, yeah, we've been through a lot, but also just doing something together is something like
1: we've wanted to do that for yeah. a while. Yeah. We've been talking about it for quite a while. Um, we didn't know whether it was going to be a podcast business, something, we just knew we wanted to do something together yeah youtube channel something Mm
0: -hmm. um so yeah i mean it's really for our own personal enjoyment um and creative expression but also the hope is that in sharing our stories our personal stories of you know challenges and triumphs and you know things that we've been able to overcome that others and who are listening will be able to relate or they'll be able to kind of see themselves and those stories, or, or And not they'll... feel so
1: alone, like they're not yeah. the only person going through the things that we've gone through.
0: Yeah, and I think that's a, a big part of it, is just knowing we're not the only ones. We're not the only ones who have, you know, either left religion or left a marriage or, you know... Had to come out. Had to come out, and it was quite a transition. So we're going to talk about it. and A lot. <laughs> yep, and we are ready to get started.
1: Yeah, so today on this episode... Um, We are going to take a dive into Trisha's coming out of religion. Mm -hmm. She was heavily into religion, and I don't use heavily lightly.
0: (laughs) Um, I was in it to win it.
1: Yes. So I guess we'll start with how did you even get into religion? Did you grow up religious? No. Um, I would say that
0: we always, as a family, had religion around us. My grandparents on my mom's side, um, they would go to church and every so often they would take us with them. And by us, I mean, me and my sister, we were like probably four and three or four and five. Um, so every once in a while we would go to church with them. So that's kind of how I knew about religion and Christianity. Yeah. I think growing up, maybe our parents took us less than a handful of times. So while I, I would not say that we grew up religious because we were not like every Sunday go to church, we weren't that family, but it was just around and
1: you knew of it.
0: Yeah, I, I knew of it. I had experienced it going with my grandparents. I mean, I was super young and it was a Spanish speaking church. So there wasn't a whole lot that I, <laughs> that I retained. Um, I know that I had my moments of like playing in the kids church and doing activities, but for me, the best part of church with grandma and grandpa was getting a whopper at Burger King (laughs) afterwards. So yeah. So quick answer, uh, is no, we did not grow up religious. Um, so how I got into church and Christianity was, um, through a friend that I had gone to high school with. Um, and he had been inviting me to church and Um, We were, we were in junior college together and he had been inviting me to church and I would, and I would go not really because I super wanted to, but just because I wasn't really the kind of person that could say no. So I would just kind of go and it was whatever. Um, But what's super interesting to me is that as I was like writing and kind of remembering the story, I could see that, gosh, man, it just seems like. God had a way of bringing me into religion and kind of setting up events to where that's where I would end up. Right. And then also it felt very similar when I was coming out, that things were just kind of set up to lead me right out. <laughs> um, so the, the setup coming in, I'll give a little bit of backstories. Basically, I was in my, my very first um, lesbian relationship at the end of my senior year in high school. Um, and that would go into my freshman year of college. Um, so it ended around like Christmas time, mm. maybe a, a little bit later um, of my freshman year in college. So that was <laughs> kind of a roller coaster for me because my, you know, my kind of recognizing myself as gay. I would say happened when I was about 14 in my freshman year of high school. Um, And coming to that realization, I was very uncomfortable um, with that thought. So I just kind of had a moment with myself where I was in the bathroom at home, looked at myself in the mirror and just said, we're not doing this. That was kind of my reaction to this realization that was really scary to me.
1: Right. So it was like a coming out. Of sorts to yourself and just shoving yourself back in
0: yeah it was like the first time I recognized it like oh man I think I'm gay and it was immediately like "Ah, I'm not doing that that's no not okay we're we're not going there so yeah just shut it down completely Um, and you asked me this before like why did I do that Mm -hmm. and really the the only really thing that I can say is that i was really afraid to be different yeah this was night like 1998 so i didn't know people who (laughs) that sounds
1: so far away i mean it is far away but holy cow it seems like yesterday that's what like 25 years right (laughs) don't say that
0: so 14 years (laughs) old 1998 no i didn't know anyone who was gay i mean i had family that we love and accept but I mean, someone my age, like someone in my group, someone that I knew, you know, as a Mm -hmm. peer, there was no one that I knew. So I was just super afraid to be different, um, to not be accepted, to not belong, to be that strange girl or, you know, that girl that doesn't like boys like that. I just could not, that wasn't gonna be me. Um, So yeah, I just kind of put that away.
1: So you had your relationship
0: yeah so senior year um, got involved in in that relationship and for me it was like my first everything it was the first time kissing a girl it was the first time um, you know being any kind of physical or sexual with anyone Um, and also like my first girlfriend so and I you know really did feel like I was in love that I loved this person and wanted to be with them eventually came out to my mom at least my mom Mm um and then shortly after that happened um the relationship ended so that was heartbreaking for me and the way that it ended was basically her parents found out and then it was like you know it just got completely shut down. What I was told was, um, that they were Catholic and that's just not something that they thought was okay. Um, she also mentioned that, you know, her dad said that it was just an infatuation. So there was like this feeling to me that it just wasn't real or that's how they were recognizing it just wasn't a real relationship, um, or real feelings but I didn't feel that way. I mean, we were, we weren't kids. We were both in college. She lived away at college. So it wasn't like we couldn't make a decision for ourselves. Right. Um, but that's just kind of how it happened. And and then after that, we were not together anymore. So it was obviously heartbreaking. Um, I was super lost, devastated, I mean, I think people can relate to being in a relationship where you feel like you are kind of the apple of someone's eye. You're like the focus of their attention and their affection and their love. And then you're just not. Yes. And in in our circumstance, it kind of just felt like that on her side, that all just kind of went away and she could move on. And for me, I couldn't, I still had feelings. I still wanted to be together and you know, accepting that that wasn't going to happen was really, really hard for me. So yeah, I was super depressed. I I don't think I ever have been so sad or felt so lost. So that's kind of the lead up to how I got into religion because at, around this time of our breakup is when I started going to church with my friend, my other friend. Um, and yeah it was like even before that relationship ended there was kind of the setup of you know having this friend around who was inviting me to church so one night um I was working on a speech for a class and I had to basically give the speech the next day and I had nothing prepared and so my friend who I had been going to church with came over to help me out and noticed that you know I seemed down or sad or you know something was going on so we started talking and i didn't mention to him anything about the relationship but i did say you know i'm just kind of feeling a bit lost i'm not really sure what to do in life or what my what my next move is going to be and he just started talking to me about god and started talking to me about how you know god has a plan for all of us and god loves us and you know it doesn't matter who you are or what you've done or where you've been god forgives all of us and accepts us and you know we we are children of God and so I for the first time I feel like I really heard the message of like God's love and you know what that means and I just was I think really ready for something
1: right you You needed a change
0: I was searching for like how like how do I move on how do I get past this because I was just distraught you know Mm -hmm.
1: Which is totally, like, expected, you know?
0: Yeah, but I had just never experienced anything like that in my whole life. Like, it just completely took the wind out of my sails. And being like 18, going on 19, I just didn't know how to handle that. And I didn't know really how to kind of get back up on my feet. So, that night, we're talking God, and it clicks for me. And I'm like, okay... And so he leaves, you know, we finish up the assignment, he leaves and then I, I go up to my room and I just prayed for the first time I think ever in my life, really prayed and said to God, okay, so if you're real, like I'm being told that you're real, I just, I need help. I need you to be in my life. I need, you know, guidance. Um, and if this relationship that I've been in is wrong, I need you to show me and I need you to help me and in, in basically you know get me over this um, and I remember I cried a lot fell asleep woke up the next morning and I felt so completely different I felt light I felt like whatever heavy burden I was carrying was just gone I felt loved and I felt peace. And I actually felt joy. Like I was so kind of surprised by that.
1: Right. It would definitely be a shock. I mean, it was a (laughs) noticeable
0: shift in my whole emotional state and demeanor. Like I said, imagine you're going from, you know, you were totally in love with someone and then that's over. So there's those feelings of rejection, which is so hard. Um, and then really the feeling of somehow now I'm just not good enough, right? I don't know what changed or how I'm different, but something changed. And now I'm no longer, you know, this person's priority. They don't want to be with me. They seem to not even love me or be in love with me anymore. So there's that to just feeling full and feeling loved. And I feel like God just kind of poured out love onto me to where all of that rejection just was washed away and all of the pain and all of the sadness was, it was like, it, it couldn't stay, you know, it just all got pushed out. Then I remember waking up and going like, you know, kind of walking into the bathroom and starting my day and, and realizing like, Oh my God, like I didn't, I didn't wake up thinking about her like I would have done every other day before that I didn't wake up thinking about her I didn't wake up missing her and it was like the feelings that I had that I was trying to get rid of for months now were just gone as if someone turned off a light switch
1: right how'd you feel with that
0: for me I was relieved I was like this is great because I had this like okay God is real because whoa God showed up and and I could feel it in my emotions. I could feel it in how different I felt, because I was like on my own. I was trying to feel better, and I was yeah. trying to get rid of this, and I just couldn't do it. So I'm like, I prayed one prayer. And this and, is what happens. And this is what happens. Yeah. This is amazing. So, so one God was real to me as an experience, and I felt God all around me, like everywhere I would go. I just felt so connected. Like, wow. This is real yeah you know and then that second part of just those feelings being removed i I was relieved because the truth was since i'm 14 i didn't want to be gay i didn't want to accept that that was who i was so i thought okay okay god is real and is now in my life but also god has made me straight (laughs) like that was the that's what i made that mean god changed me in this instant in this moment and and I was totally on board with that yeah because I you know I can look at it now you know <laughs> 20 years later and go I don't think that's what that meant no <laughs> I don't think God really cared one bit about my sexuality not at all I think God was just loving the crap out of me and I, and because of, you know, certain things I interpreted it as what I really wanted it to mean, which is, woo, I'm not gay anymore. Yeah.
1: Wow. Isn't God good? God is great.
0: Um, yeah. And I, so I, I believed that I was just like so excited. I mean, I was the kind of person, like I wanted to go to church now. I wanted to read my Bible. I wanted to go to every Bible study that I could go to. I wanted to talk about God all the time because it was so real to me and I was so excited about it, you know? No one had to tell me to do those things. I just felt led and inspired to do them because I wanted to grow and I wanted to learn and I wanted to love God as best as I could.
1: And Um, be loved by God.
0: And be loved, yeah. So that's how I got into church and religion. Um, This is really just a a tough break in life (laughs) and being devastated and heartbroken and, you know, being at a point where I, finally hear oh you know god is real and god wants to be in your life and and i just i ate it up um and i was so grateful for that and and even now when i look back on it that to me that was a real experience that was my experience and that was god yes you know i don't i don't question
1: was that god or you know is that what i experienced i know what i experienced you've you've said that anytime we've talked about it for as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. And, and I, you know, there are a lot of
0: people that I know, you know, maybe they were in church or raised in church and, you know, they had to come out and that meant that they had to leave church. A lot of people that will leave church and will leave religion behind, but will also be like, but what about all those experiences? What about all those times when I knew I was in the presence of God? You know, what about the times that I saw a healing or a miracle or an answer to prayer or, you know... Like those experiences for us are real. Um, and that's what I'm saying is mine were very real. And to me, they still are real. Um, but I did, you know, I did get to a point where I felt like I had to leave the church and find my own way. Right. So my, my coming into Christianity and and I would say my foundation with like, what, what did I learn right when I came in? um, It was a lot to do with, sacrifice mm. um it was like it was like christianity was about sacrifice and it was about struggle and it was about you know you can't love anything or anyone more than god because god will take that away from you you so know you, putting
1: the fear of god into you
0: yeah it's like you can't make anything an idol and, and place that above god because that's not okay and and god loves you so much that god will punish you for that <laughs> and god will take those things away oh and gosh. And I mean, I just really believed these things. Yeah. Um, that was like my kind of foundation was sacrifice, struggle. It was like if you're not struggling in your faith, if you're not warring against yourself in some way, you're not doing it right. You know, or you're not you're probably not a real Christian. Um, you're probably just a, a creaster. What? Yeah. So there there was a term. <laughs> that was a term that what is that? <laughs> A priester um, is basically people who go to church on Christmas and Easter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. I've never heard that. Yeah. Well, I heard, I've, I've never heard, heard that in say, church. I've never heard you say that. I heard that in church. I heard pastors say they that. They really over the say you do bit. learn something new every day. It's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was like, you know, oh, man, that's not what I thought it was. Yeah. Like you, you had to be doing faith, right. You had to be doing Christianity You know, it's like following all the rules and the doctrines. And of course the Bible, you know, is taught that this is the word of God and it's infallible. And this is what we, this is what we learn and we read and we trust and we know as the absolute truth of God. Um, So it was a belief in absolute truth. It was a belief in there's only one way, there's only one truth and this is it. So that was, you know. Yeah, that was my introduction and that was, those were the teachings that stuck with me the most and they were just kind of buried in there real deep, you know, and it was like things like you, you can't trust your heart. Your heart is wicked and deceitful and evil and, you know, we don't we don't go by our feelings because those are bad and those are not of God and so it was like a real intellectual. <laughs> like,
1: it's like you're at war with yourself I, on top of everything else you're at war with yourself on.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and for like, me, what do you do with feelings? Right. Like, you don't, well, you, you don't get to have feelings. Well, sure. I mean, it, we have feelings, right. But it was an emphasis on like, we don't trust our feelings. Oh, we don't just allow ourselves to be led by our feelings because those will lead us astray. And for me, I totally got that because I was like, yes, that's what <laughs> happened. Yeah. I I followed my feelings and I got into this relationship and then it ended and then it was awful. And then I was heartbroken. And so God, I cannot trust my feelings. So it, it, it kind of makes
1: sense. Yeah. it Like
0: solidified for me that I had done something wrong and that's why I experienced so much pain and Mm. God loves me so much that God allowed me to experience all that pain so that I would know. Yeah. That's not okay. We don't do that.
1: You'll learn your lesson and not make that mistake. Yeah.
0: You don't, you're not gay and you're not going to be gay. So that was my kind of coming into religion, into Christianity. And I, I stayed in it for 11 years. And I, I mean, I really, the truth is I really did believe that God had changed me.
1: And oh, I know you did, yeah.
0: Like that stayed with me for years. But when it got a little bit complicated, was when you and I started hanging out. So we went to high school together, knew each other in high school, but you know we were friends, acquaintances, acquaintances, yeah. Um, but we had like gotten connected after that. So this would have been like two thousand four, two thousand five. When you and I started hanging out
1: when we started hanging out but we had talked a little bit here and there right throughout those years but like hanging out hanging out yeah yeah so hanging out was uh,
0: I started to recognize oh man I think I think I have feelings I think I'm starting to develop a crush I, I was noticing things like why do I care so much what I look like when I'm going to hang out with you <laughs> you know it just was it started to be like what is going on Um And I just felt like something was there. Right. And, you know, we always talk about how, like, I didn't say anything and you didn't say say anything. anything. We were just both, I think, feeling things. But for me, it was like, but that's not who I am. But I'm I'm not, I'm not a lesbian. I'm not gay. So what is that? And so the only way that I could. um,
1: And we weren't even, like, doing anything other than like hanging out, like just just spending time together. Yeah. Things that friends do. Let's go buy some rollerblades and go rollerblading. (laughs) Right. Let's let's go bowling and fall
0: on your ass. Yeah. So, you know, for me, I had to just, the way that I tried to understand it was, oh man, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just not close to God. Maybe I'm kind of drifting away. Maybe I'm backsliding, you know, what if maybe all I need to do is just like, draw closer to God, draw near, and then I'll be okay. Because these types of temptations and thoughts and feelings should not be happening for me, you know? Yeah. Um. And so I just, I got to a point where I was like actively looking for the way <laughs> out. Like, how do I break myself away from this relationship? Because the longer this went on, the worse I felt about myself. I just felt horrible about myself.
1: How come we didn't just say
0: no to hanging out um what do you mean
1: like the longer went on so meaning the longer we hung out why didn't you just say like no I can't hang out or make up excuses why you couldn't hang out well I think that I did I
0: mean I think that we started to hang out less and less Mm -hmm. but even that I felt bad about you know it was like it wasn't a win-win for me it was like a lose-lose because on the one hand I did want to hang out with you but on the other hand I felt like I shouldn't be doing that. I can't be doing that. This is only just feeding a problem. Okay. But there was also the piece of me that was like, well, what do I even say to you? How do I, how do, what explanation or what excuse do I give to say, you know what? I just can't even be your friend anymore because that to me kind of felt like the only solution Yeah. is I need to get out of here quick. Um. And so what ended up happening was,
1: Oh, I was just going to say, what led you to finding your way out? So I was talking
0: to a friend who was telling me about this, um, ministry within this church that I had just started attending. And he was saying that it was this discipleship program and basically it's full-time ministry. Um, you don't work a job. You're just in the ministry.
1: You live there too, right?
0: Um,
1: you live there, but you, you
0: basically you don't live at home. So you live with a home opener. Um, our first year we, we had a home for, the, um, for our guys and for our girls. So there were separate homes that we, that we were able to rent. So we lived there together, but, um, other years it was home openers. So that meant, you know, families from the church would take you in and you would basically. So
1: like whoever was in it was like split up or if they, if they had enough room for more than one of you, you could do that too.
0: Right. Okay. Um, so yeah. And I just, the moment he started talking about it, I was like, knew that I was gonna do it I just knew okay that's for me that's my thing that I'm gonna do
1: we're gonna grab him by the sweatshirt and be like sign me up <laughs>
0: not exactly but I
1: just <laughs> I just knew like okay that's it
0: um, and I think because I was so desperate to you know get right in a sense or yeah. to draw closer to God I was like this is what I have to do I'm going to join this ministry and it's going to be all about God I'm gonna serve you know, I'm going to be a disciple. I'm going to learn. There was an element of Bible college. So we took classes. So, you know, it's learning the Bible. It was everything. It was just, I figured full immersion. I'm, I'm fully immersed.
1: Did I say that right? I think,
0: <laughs> you know, I'm fully immersed and this is going to be my life. And you know, I'll just, I will be on track. I, will right. be I don't on have time right for
1: anything but this. Mm-hmm.
0: So no distractions. Sorry, no, enough, sorry. Yeah. And I remember telling you like, Hey, I'm going to join this ministry and, and letting you know, like, that means, you know, I'm not going to be around as much, so we're not going to spend as much time. And even that, I think sort of felt like a breakup. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like, yeah, we're just friends, but this is, this means that we we could be
1: friends, but I can't see you ever again.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So,
1: so you did that. Yep, and I you were there for quite a while, right? I stayed in that
0: ministry for three years,
1: full time, right?
0: Full time. So the job that I had at the time, I, I quit that job, and you know I had my savings, and that was kind of it. But within the ministry, you know, like we we worked to provide for ourselves. So you know, obviously we always had a place to stay, and we always had food, and we always had everything that we needed. But yeah, your job was ministry. Your job was helping out with the church wherever you could wherever it was needed and going out to other churches and ministering and schools and just all kinds of things that we did
1: so you said you were in it for
0: 11 years yeah my my time of like being a christian being in church actively was this 11 year span it was all of my 20s
1: yes it um
0: because that experience that i had when i was you know, I was, it was like two days before my 19th birthday when I, when I got saved is what you would call it. So yeah, from like 19 to 30, that's what I was doing. I was either I was in church or I was in full-time ministry or, you know, something of that nature. Um, and like I say, just really believing that that I was straight and that God had changed me. And, you know, we would, as a ministry, go to different churches and, um, you know, members of our team would, would give their testimony of how they got saved and what God has done for them. And, you know, what, what has God healed you from, or how did God transform your life? And I would give that testimony and I would talk about God delivered me and God healed me and, you know, God changed me and I'm, I'm not gay. God brought me out of that. And I believed it, you know, like I, for me, it's hard for me to talk about things or say something that I don't believe. So if, if I didn't believe that, I would not have been able to get up in front of a group of people and say, this is what God did. Right. I know that. But the part for me, that's a little bit confusing is that even while I am publicly going to these places and I'm giving that testimony and I'm believing it because I just want to, and I feel like I, I don't know, I have to. There was also this element of in my private time with god you know just me waking up in the morning and praying or worshiping or whatever it was still like a like a searching and a and an asking for god to like please just heal whatever is wrong in here That ever caused me to be gay or ever caused me to have feelings for another woman.
1: Right. Eradicate every single thing. Eradicate
0: the whole thing. Like, if there's a cure, God, you have to give it to me. And even, you know, once you do that, you know, I'll be able to share that with others who are like me, who don't want to be gay and who don't want to be different and who just want to be pleasing to God. Because that was the thing. It's like, you know, if you love God, you're going to keep God's commandments. And for me, because my experience was so real, you know, and, and experiences after that were so real to me, I loved God and I wanted to love God and I wanted to be the best Christian that I could be. And I for me it was very, it was binary. It was like you cannot be gay and also be a Christian. Mm-hmm. That's how I believed. That's how I had it in my own mind. Um, you have to choose one or the other. And I was choosing God. That's how I felt. I'm actively choosing God because how could I say I love God if I'm I'm gay? How could I say I love God if I'm giving in to temptations and just being, you know, in these types of relationships? That's how I had it set up in my mind. Now, I know that there are accepting churches out there, you know, where people are welcomed and they, you know, they're not asked to leave. They're not asked to change. If you're of the queer community you're welcome you know so i know that that's a reality but for me at that time i didn't know that i didn't know there were churches out there that were accepting and affirming and
1: there may not have been though
0: maybe but i think that there was but it was just also this element of like yeah but
1: you were adamant like i am not doing this i am not going Mm -hmm. to be gay
0: yeah there was kind of like two things happening at the same time. Mm. I'm outwardly confessing and yeah. giving testimony that God has changed me. But inwardly, I am, I'm just searching for a cure.
1: Yeah. Searching yeah. for a
0: cure. God, heal my heart. God, heal me of any unforgiveness. God, heal me of ev- things that happened in my childhood, you know. Um, and.
1: Just a cure-all, pretty much.
0: Yep. And I I guess maybe you would call that compartmentalization Mm
1: -hmm.
0: or something like just on, on the surface, I, I'm not gay. God has changed me, but somewhere in the subconscious, there's just a knowing of like, but there's something still not quite right. Right. And that, you know, I would say I, I could, like, I knew I wasn't attracted to men. So even though I was in my, you know, ministry bubble where I felt safe, where I didn't feel like I had any temptation because I had friends, but I didn't have anyone that I was attracted to mm-hmm. that never became an issue while I was in ministry. It was just, so it was it was just the knowing of, but I'm not attracted to men. I'm not interested in men. I'm just not, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so all of that to say, you know, kind of how how did I leave religion you know, this is how I came in. This was my right. experience.
1: Yeah. Now it's on to the, um, how did like, how did you leave? Why did you leave? What were the, um, catalysts that led you to that? Yeah.
0: So like I said, it just felt like the same way that God set me up to come in was the same way that I, I felt kind of set up to remove myself from that. Now I didn't, I didn't leave church to come out as a lesbian that (laughs) wasn't on my radar Um, it was just kind of a series of events that happened while I was in ministry and then afterwards so it was this stretch of time where I was in ministry from 06 to 09 and then from 09 to 2012 was like another three years of where I wasn't in full time ministry, but I was still going to church, yeah, still church go or
1: Bible study. Yeah,
0: so within within those six years, I would say things kind of started to break down. So one was just like when you're in ministry, you do get like a look behind the scenes, um, and it's not to say that like anyone from our church was bad. Or wrong or not a good person not that but it just for me of what I could see and witness and observe it it felt more like a business than it did like a family mm-hmm. um, and I'm even at that time I was very big on relationship and what that looked like and what I thought that we should be experiencing as a ministry and as a church and just the feeling was that you know it was always about what could you give and what could you do for the church but I didn't feel like there was a lot of like checking in on you as a person and an individual and saying, how are you doing? What's going on? Are you okay? Yeah. You know, things like that.
1: um, it was more like show your, um, what is it? Like show how, show us how much you love God by just doing all these acts of service. Right. 24 hours a day, basically. Right. So, um,
0: I mean needless to say I got burnt out so by my the end of my third year of ministry I felt really burnt out and just used up is, is how I felt at the time um, and we had an instance where the ministry that I was a part of was breaking away from the church and it, it kind of put me in a position to where I felt like I had to choose like am I going to choose to go with the ministry and leave the church, or am I going to stay with the church and be, you know, faithful? Right. As like a regular attendee. Right. Um, and what I ended up doing was I just didn't make that choice. I kind of left both and I started looking for somewhere else to go and just to be a regular attender, not to be in ministry,
1: just, or so involved.
0: Yeah. Just, I, this is my time where I kind of need to be, um, filled in a way and and resting in a way. And so that's what I did. Just kind of looked around and went, went to different churches and checked them out and wasn't super impressed and wasn't super interested. And eventually at some point I did make my way back to that church that I had originally been at, um,
1: for how long? like when you made your way back like how long were you there before you completely walked away probably a year or two oh
0: wow yeah um and and while i was doing that looking for a new church and just kind of figuring out what was my next move i i was doing that with um my best friend that i had met in ministry and we had become really close and um were, like best, just, like sisters yeah, right. best friends sisters like we did everything together. Um, and what ended up happening, and this was an, another piece of like me starting to walk away and just be done, was around. I guess I don't know, beginning of twenty thirteen or end of twenty twelve. We had um, we moved into uh, a house and we were renting, so we were roommates. And we just started like growing apart. Um, it, was, it was around a time where the people that we knew, friends from ministry and friends from church, they were starting to get married. They were getting into relationships. They were having, you know, kids. And, mm-hmm. you know, I personally was like, okay, I'm not getting any younger. I need to figure this out. Because I knew I still couldn't imagine myself with a man. I still didn't feel like I was going to be attracted to anyone Um, so I was like okay well if the next phase of life is marriage and family and kids I really got to get this figured out so I I was like doubling down on my faith and I was praying and I was fasting and I was going to prayer meetings and I was just trying to be wherever I felt like the spirit was so that I I could really figure this out like god you you've now is the time you've got to figure this out for me or really fix me or like really change me so that I feel different so that I feel like I can live my life as this you know straight woman who wants to be married to a man and wants to have children and wants to live that life because deep down I knew that I wasn't that Mm -hmm. you know maybe I'm not struggling and attracted to you know any anyone who's a woman but I'm also not attracted to anyone to where I want to be married and have a family. I just, I could not imagine it.
1: So it wasn't, there was like no attraction to like men or women.
0: No, at that point in my life, there wasn't anyone in my circle that I was like attracted to whatsoever. And I started, you know, online dating, just trying to put myself out there and trying to figure it out. And um, went on a few dates and it was like, eh, not interested. And then I went on one date with this guy and we, we were in Starbucks and we, we talked for hours and he was a Christian and I really liked that about him. And I felt like we connected and, and then never heard from him again, you know? So then like, and, and during this time or, or possibly right before this time, the point that I was getting to was my friend and I, we, like I said, we were drifting and just getting further and further apart. I was doubling down on my faith. She was trying to figure out who she was. And she felt like she needed to do that apart from religion and apart from our friendship. So that was also devastating. That also felt like a rejection and that felt like just a huge loss. Um, And I remember being home one night and she was gone and I just kind of sat there and I came to this realization, like, she's gone. Like, we're, we're not even friends, you know? And I just kind of, I just sat there and cried and felt like I was mourning the loss of her. Like if she had died, you know, like you're just going off doing your own thing. And and I'm so desperate to be straight that I just have to keep going in this opposite direction. And we were like miles apart. And it was so painful to live in the same house as someone and feel like you're a million miles away from them. Like I can't, I don't really know how to describe it, but just to say That's that it was a very, description. it was very, very painful. Like we live under the same roof and yet we are strangers to each other is what it felt like. Um, so I just, I got to a point where I was like, I can't even stay here anymore. And I, I moved out and went back to live with my parents and you know had a hard time getting over that and moving on from that. So I would not have said it at the time. I don't even know if I recognized it or would have admitted it to myself, but I was angry at God, you know, it was like, how dare you allow my whole life to fall apart when all I've tried to do is the right thing. And all I've tried to do is be who you say I'm supposed to be and not be who you say I'm not supposed to be. Um, like right. I, you spent that
1: whole time being who you thought he wanted you to be. Right. i
0: I've put everything I have into this and I've tried my hardest and all I want to do is live my life right. And I don't feel like you are helping me with that at all. And now the truth you know years later is that no god wasn't helping me with that because like i say god didn't care about my sexuality you know and it got to a point where i re- i just remember like being in a time of prayer and just feeling like god was not at all interested in this in my quest and my searching for what is wrong how do we fix this what do we do it was like just like like stop like I don't want to do that with you you yeah. know what i mean but i that was all that i knew and so i kept doing it and i kept doing it because i just wanted to be a good christian and i wanted to be accepted by god and i wanted to go to heaven and i i didn't want to live my life outside the will of god so yeah it was like things just started to break down and I I realized that I wasn't any more straight than I was when I had first joined the ministry so and then I think I had like a, an experience where I was I was in church on a Sunday I had gone by myself and this guy made this comment to me and it made me very uncomfortable and he was someone that I knew. He was an older man. Him and his wife went to the church. So I knew them and, you know, I would, would chat with them a little bit here and there. Um, I, I wouldn't say I was close to them.
1: But you knew them. But
0: I knew, yeah, I knew who he was. And he had, like, made this comment about my hair. Because by then I did have a, a shorter haircut. But he made this comment about how he, he liked women with short hair. And it was just the way that he said it, I kind of felt like... I questioned, like, are you... Are you hitting on me like what are you doing all right. i know is it made me very uncomfortable and i think from then with all the other things that had that have gone on i was just like i think i'm good and i stopped going you know so this would have been sometime in early 2013 where i just thought you know uh, lost that friend and that was really painful not really feeling any straighter than I ever was. And that's really hard. Um, but at the same time, I wouldn't have said, I'm not a Christian or just, I'm just not going to go to church. You're taking a break. I'm I'm taking a break and yeah. And then I want to say August of that same year is when you and I had gone to dinner Mm -hmm. and that's when you told me that you know, I'm, I'm getting a divorce. And then you told me, and also I like women. And I was just like, what? (laughs) Like on the inside, I was like, what is happening on the outside? On the outside. Cool as a cucumber. cucumber. Like you would have not known that in my mind, like there was a sense of excitement and of of, like possibility and opportunity that I I couldn't even really explain. I was like, what the heck am I so excited for? Like, (laughs) you know, don't I know that I'm a Christian and I'm not a lesbian? Like, what am I doing? But that's just, it was this instant, like, on alert, like something had opened up, you know? And, and yeah. And then we started kind of talking and being in communication and started seeing each other. Yep. Yep. And it was all very scary for me. It was like it was like my heart was leading me to go in your direction i was i felt like obviously attracted to you but also just like led to you
1: was that weird feeling like attracted to somebody
0: yeah it was i don't think
1: i've ever asked you that was it weird being like uh oh, i'm attracted to her
0: it's it's hard to call it weird because it felt so natural mm. like it it felt like I like I had never really felt like anyone before you know like I had had you know short-term boyfriends or tried to date guys and never ever felt like that never felt natural never felt like oh this is what attraction is you know that first relationship that I had I felt it there yeah. and so I was like oh this is what it's like when you actually want to hold hands with someone When you actually want to kiss them and that's an enjoyable thing and you know and there are sparks and you know feels like fireworks and all those types of things oh that's what it's like but from that first relationship to to you nothing yeah you know like not for any man or or even any girl it was it was you and you were the reason why i jumped into full-time ministry because i was trying to escape you and then the moment i'm like okay let me take a little break from church like there you were and you were telling me these things and i was like whoa so it opened me up and i knew i was being led to you and i even felt it like this is this is the spirit giving me a push and saying you you have to go see about this girl you have to go see you cannot keep running from this So I, I knew it in my heart, but my mind and all the beliefs that I had crammed in there over the last, we're working overtime, they were working overtime and freaking out. And like, like just this alarm, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? You know? And so that it, it was hard to kind of push through that, but that's what I was trying to do, you know? Yeah. So. And that's what I did but that's you know that kind of that's how our relationship started was in that place of me being very divided of knowing how I feel in my heart and knowing what my mind keeps telling me and just you know just that back-and-forth struggle
1: right so once again you're at war with yourself
0: yep and that's a place that I knew very well yeah I knew I knew inner struggle very well yeah And so I just, I did my best to push forward, but those beliefs were just, they were in there.
1: They were embedded.
0: They were embedded. And and the thing is, is they don't just go away. They don't just on their own go away. I mean, I've been out of church for now 10 years and there are still beliefs that I'll see crop up. And I'm like, whoa, that's. That's still in there. That's not serving me. Right. In my life.
1: Let's not do that. Yeah. In
0: who I am now, that's not serving me. And, and you have to consciously go in and let those things go and dismantle them in a way and just be like, I am coming out of agreement with that because that does not fit my life now who Mm -hmm. I am and where I'm going and who I know myself to be. That just doesn't fit. So I will give an example of one of those beliefs and this is something that I, I just discovered this year, like probably end of January, beginning of February is, um, you know how I was talking about this belief in when I was coming into Christianity that you, you can't love anything or anyone more than God right? because that becomes an idol and then God has to take that from you. And then there's yes. this element of, of sacrifice and, you know, just always choosing God. And I realized that um, I I was afraid to fully love you. Like, I, I know and, and I always knew that I loved you and I felt very strongly. And, you know, that was there. But there was this element of kind of...
1: If you give yourself completely, it's going to be ripped away.
0: Yes. Yeah. Just... And can you imagine? We've been together for... We're going on 10 years now. Yeah. So from the beginning to just a couple of months ago, there's this element of me not being able to give my full self to you or the relationship for this fear that God's going to take it away. Oof. And I didn't, you know, that's not a conscious thing that I'm thinking every day, but It it was there in the background affecting how I showed up in our relationship and the truth is, I, I feel like I didn't appreciate you fully and I didn't see you fully and I just couldn't, there were places that I couldn't go, you know? So to realize that and to go, oh man, I've got to let that go, you know? Yeah. And, you know, and have a kind of a cry about it and just be like, wow, that's not, that's not true. Um, really, I feel like set me free in a way and I feel very different. You know, mm-hmm. as a just an individual, but also in our relationship, I just feel I don't know free to fully show up and be here. So that's just one example that I wanted to share, and 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 we're gonna wrap up on that. But that's that's kind of it.
1: Okay. For this episode. Yeah. All right. So.
0: So. Join us for the next episode, which will be coming out next Friday. Um, and that's going to be your interview. You'll be the one. I'll be the one. And and we'll be talking about your experience of coming out of a marriage and what that was like and well, what that entailed.
1: Yeah, a lot. A lot of stuff.
0: Yep. So stay tuned for that and we'll catch you next week.
1: Bye. thank you so much for listening to no ordinary love please listen and subscribe on spotify or wherever you get your podcasts if you want us to keep going hit that subscribe button you can follow us on instagram at no ordinary love podcast if you like us please leave a review we're eager to hear from you you can also email us at no ordinary love 23 at gmail.com or you can send a recording
0: of your question and we'll answer a few each week